Welcome to Apple Arcade Plus, the show where you get to hear from the people behind Apple Arcade games. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. There's this central in the narrative, there's this push and pull between, of course, the cold, systematic city and the more colorful nature, human element. We use music to represent that human element throughout the game. Welcome back to Apple Arcade Plus. My guest is Adrian, the creative director for The Mosaic. The Mosaic is a short narrative game set in a contemporary dystopian world. It is a game that stuck out to me in a profound way with its poignant commentary on modern life. I also got very addicted to Blip which is a game within The Mosaic that we'll chat a fair bit about on towards the beginning of this interview. As a reminder, the very best way to support this podcast is to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This podcast is still very new, and the more signals you can send to Apple to promote this podcast and search, the better. So if you have left a review already, thank you very much. It is greatly appreciated. If you haven't left a review yet, I'd really appreciate it if you can send just a few minutes of your time to do just that. You can send feedback to me at applearcadepodcast at gmail.com. The website is applearcadepodcast.com. And with that, here's my interview with Adrian, all about the mosaic. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Adrian. Thank you. Can you first introduce yourself and your role in creating the mosaic? Yeah, of course. I'm uh, Adrian. I work as the creative director on Mosaic at Grillbone Studio. I was involved in most aspects of the game, I guess, in like a director type role. And what was kind of the life cycle of the game? How long was it in development to get this game out here? Yeah, we uh, started working on it a bit while we were wrapping up our last game, Among the Sleep. And this was back in like 2014. So it's been in production for quite a few years, actually. We shipped the first version of it on Apple Arcade during the autumn. If you had to describe the mosaic to players curious about the game, what would be your kind of description of it? It's kind of a strange, compact narrative adventure game set in this modern dystopian city where your character is living a monotonous and repetitive life, commuting to work in this cold and overpopulated city. And then as you start kind of poking a bit around and exploring, some strange things start happening. And uh, yeah, I guess I shouldn't spoil too much more. <laughs> I don't think we'll spoil too much i'm at checkpoint three out of five so i'm about halfway through right. the okay. experience and cool. it's been really fascinating so far and kind of the first thing i did when i woke up was i discovered i had this little phone and on that phone i turned off the alarm and noticed there's this game called blip flop and then somehow i just thought hey let me check this out for a little bit and then i got lost <laughs> in this game until hitting level 100 nice. uh, <laughs> can you uh kind of share what this little game within a game blip blop is and it, i guess roll within this world because there are ads like all over the city about blip blop mm -hmm. yeah so of course like the smartphone is in general quite a big part of the game and the blip blop on that phone is like our meta way of poking fun at games in a way uh, from within a game we basically just conceived of like the shallowest excuse for a game you could ever make up it's like you click a button and you get a point and that's all you do so it started off as kind of this experiment how little can we do but still make something engaging and that's basically blip pop so <laughs> surprising how engaging it actually turned out and how many people have played it yeah that's fun i think point made <laughs> yeah it is very simple in a game that 
I was like, why am I enjoying this? Uh, the, the sound's really great. The visuals as you start getting into it. I was using a controller, so I discovered that as you use a controller, you can also tap with your finger the little vault that can fill up. Mm-hmm. So that's really satisfying as well. <laughs> and I discovered, not right away, but after I accumulated quite a bit of blips, that I can have that vault and the uh, multiplier effects because uh, initially I didn't tap that button for a bit. And it's like, oh, this this makes it a lot more <laughs> quick. To become a blip lob master, any advice on what to spend your blips on first? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we actually also released it like a standalone app for iPhone and Android. Oh, did you? And That's great. At least on iPhone, we have like the leaderboards going. You can actually compete for the leaderboards in blip lob. I think the top players there, none of them like prestige. They just keep building the multiplier up, 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 without prestiging. Okay. Because, of course, if you prestige, you reset the multipliers and you have to start over. And, yeah, so that's one thing. Uh, But, of course, on touch, like, if you're on an iPhone, you can also multi-touch. So a lot of people just use all their fingers at once on, like, an iPad, and then it's very effective. (laughs) And is that Bliplop available outside of Arcade as, like, a... is it a free download or how, how do you do that one? Yeah, it's uh, it's free on both the Android and iPhone. So uh, just search for Bliplop, Mosaic Bliplop or something. Then it should come up. Very cool. And just uh, a curious side question. Does that one also have controller support? I don't think so. Okay. So that certainly speeds things up as far as <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for, for me at least. And the game is kind of a commentary on kind of in part uh, the modern world is kind of sad in some ways. We're on our phones all day long. We're going to day jobs. A lot of us that are you're not outside very much. You're just kind of like doing this thing day in and day out. And is that kind of one of the concepts of the game to be a commentary on modern life in a way? For sure. That's uh, pretty central in both, yeah, of course, the life that the protagonist is living. We want that to be somewhat like a mirror for the player. In this character you're playing, what's his background? Does he have a story that you guys had in your head when writing this game? Not so much that is kind of stated in the game, at least. It's like this faceless character that we want the player to identify with. But like, at least behind the scenes, we kind of describe uh, the person as someone who's just moved to the city and kind of lost touch with friends and family and started working for this huge mega corporation that they'll be commuting to in the game and it's kind of this very isolated lonely sad fella <laughs> at least that's where the game starts off so yeah and then with blip mm-hmm. there's no actual like if a player doesn't decide to play it there's no benefit to the player in any way the the character you don't earn real world anything with blip flop just like that's his game he plays and kind of gets lost in that world for a bit yeah for sure it's uh outside of the statement it's kind of purely a world building element and of course since you'll be commuting to work a big part of the game itself we wanted to give you this pointless thing that you can do while commuting so if the game itself is not engaging you you can play this game within the game to pass the time, which is like an interesting <laughs> element as well. And I noticed on the train, you can actually stay in that train forever if you don't grab the handrail. You can just be playing Bliplop on the train for hours on end. Uh, that is true. <laughs> and we also see, of course, that a lot of players miss a lot of things happening in the city in the game, like they because they'll be so busy on their in-game phone. We have this interesting thing where the game kind of accurately mimics real life, <laughs> where people stop paying attention to what's happening in the game because they're busy on their in-game smartphone. There's some interesting meta-narrative stuff happening. There, yeah, 
So I haven't tried that out. So we, will your character keep walking if you're on your phone, or how does that work? Because you are, I feel, telling your character to move with the joystick, right? Yeah, I think it's a bit different based on what kind of input and platform you're playing on. So if you're on, like, say, a gamepad, you can walk while using your phone. But it's actually quite tricky, but you can, okay. since it's using a different like joystick, at least. Okay, gotcha. And if you're touching the screen, there's a different way to move your character while tapping yeah okay that makes sense yeah and then on your phone you also have access to messages and news and did you ever experiment with the messages aspect of letting your character send responses there's one response where this lady accidentally texts you and things like that we did test it at one point but it's kind of all about i guess representing the character's agency so let's say the character in the game story is unable to respond to messages for mental reasons the player should be as well so that's kind of why we decided to remove it we don't want to provide the player with options it's not in line with what the character would do in a way right and then as far as news what kind of news stories should players expect to see pop up there is it a a sad (laughs) kind of like world we're living in here yeah it's everything from like the typical uh clickbait headline things to pretty sad stuff happening so it's just one of the like venues we use to build the world and the city and what's going on and things happening it's uh it's quite depressing yeah i don't recommend reading the news on the phone in the game <laughs> no it's it's pretty bad and then on the kitchen table the unpaid bills you've seen the stack up and stack up and you can scan them with your phone so you can keep track of these bills that you're unable to pay on your phone <laughs> as well yep does your character eventually get a grasp of these finances i'm not finished or is it just like another commentary on this growing pressure in this this world that he can't figure out I don't want to spoil too much of the ending, but it's, of course, the character is definitely kind of a slave within this economy system rigged for someone else. It's more of a world-building thing as well. Okay. And then I opened the fridge, as one would do, and Mm -hmm. I noticed completely empty, and my character doesn't seem to eat during the day. So this seems in pretty stark contrast to modern world where food is in excess and people often combine stressed work with eating unhealthy, overly processed fake food. Mm -hmm. And that does not seem to be the case in this world. What's kind of the commentary on food? Is it just purely, I have no money, so I'm not going to eat at all? Not really, but I guess it's more about, like there's some processed food containers around and there's some advertisements for these processed food products around in the city as well. And throughout the game, at least, uh, in your apartment, like garbage and dirty dishes and stuff will kind of stack up. So we're indicating that the character eat but it's kind of purely out of necessity and not for pleasure so like the fridge is a very clinical way i guess to show that in a way yeah it's more this empty machine rather than uh, a thing for pleasure <laughs> in a way right yeah he doesn't cook for fun and yeah i'll have to pay attention to that and going forward and see- seeing all mm. the kind of processed fake food kind of around the city and stuff like that so in our modern world we are constantly stressed for lack of time and a lot of that is through jobs that are overbearing and kind of you take your work home with you in many ways. Uh-huh. And in the mosaic, you're frequently reminded about being on time, being an efficient worker, all these things. And something I'm curious about is, are there ramifications to your character if you, say, end up waking up and playing blip-blop for hours on end at home or <laughs> uh, just hanging out in your kitchen and being even later? Is there a construct of being even later to work? 
it's kind of a linear narrative game. So there is not much like branching in terms of the narrative. Yeah. Player variation is more due to like what parts of the city you choose to explore. There's a few optional areas and places you can poke around. We really want to encourage you to kind of do the opposite of what everyone else in the city is doing and walk the other way and uh, see what you find anyway. The narrative and the game itself will progress rather linearly. Gotcha. That makes sense. And as you go to work, you enter this elevator. And something I noticed is your neighbors really want nothing to do with you. You look at them, they look away, and they get more (laughs) and more uncomfortable. And it's just just another nice little touch of this world. And Mm. Did you ever play around with the idea of having those be actionable items where you're able to click and say hi and make it even more awkward for this player yeah i guess it's kind of tied a bit to the like the answering of messages on your phone that we discussed earlier like where we provide the player to be in line with what we imagine the character would do so if the character would not have the courage to say something we don't want the player to have it either but of course for that sequence we did brainstorm instead of having dialogue choices you would have choices in your thoughts about what you could say just as you kind of figure out what you can say and you're about to say it, like the elevator doors pop open and you're like, oh no, I didn't get time to say it. It was kind of a dialogue tree, but in your mind, but we didn't get time to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> and also we're kind of making a point that there's no human communication really in the game. Everything you ever kind of talk to is keycard terminals and your apps and kind of this voice in your head. There's no human interaction throughout the game as well. So that's one thing we want to like maintain throughout the whole game as well. And the other thing besides Bliplop are these love ads that you see all over the place. Can you speak a bit about this? Yeah, of course, like the smartphone is kind of taking over more and more functions in the world. So throughout the whole game, you can download various apps. Like one is the bank app you talked about and Bliplop, of course. And then at one point, you can download a dating app, which is basically what a dating app is. It's just you swipe yes and no on all these strangers that look the same. And then (laughs) that's what happens. I don't want to spoil what happens, but uh, that's where it starts. (laughs) Okay. So as far as pure game components, it's a very linear story, which I'm rather enjoying this world and story. But for work, you get to solve these little puzzles. That's kind of what your day job is. You're devoting these resources to reach these new vertical heights. Can you kind of describe what these puzzles are and it's also the value they bring to the society and corporation you're working for yeah we're maybe somewhat entering a spoiler territory here as well Uh, but i can talk a bit vaguely about it maybe at least for a game point of view of course they start off being quite engaging but throughout the game they become more and more repetitive as well kind of to represent what the player character is experiencing but the puzzles and your tasks themselves are quite tight like the main message of the whole game in a way so i hope at least the players will kind of look for these connections and parallels between the system you're manipulating at work and kind of life happening in the city as you're commuting to work i don't know if i should be more specific than that (laughs) okay and yeah they do start off it's like oh this is kind of interesting and then uh they do grow in complexity a little bit. There's like obstacles you have to work through. But yeah, it's, it is very appropriate kind of puzzles for this world you're in, it feels to me at least. So as you progress through Mosaic, there are some very abstract kind of art-like experiences. One of those instances was these giant shoes and you get, you know get stomped. 
that one really struck out at me. Definitely a game that benefits from headphones and being just really focused on what you're doing here because it really takes you into this world. These moments were quite striking. Where did these ideas come from? Are certain artists that you guys were inspired by? or They came from all over the place, really. It's like the more abstract, uh, dreamy sequences. Yeah, of course, like one of our biggest struggles making a game about like the mundanity and repetitiveness of this, this life <laughs> is making it engaging and interesting on a way. So we wanted to use like the how the character sees their surroundings, like a narrative element. So that's kind of where the dreams come from. It's more of a metaphorical exaggeration of what's really going on in the head of the character. So that's where we started off, at least. And there's a bunch of these scenes that are quite fantastical, where we get to do things that you wouldn't be able to do on a regular just commute, right? And yeah, most scenes, I think, are somewhat at least inspired by our own kind of lives. Like we started working on the game while we were wrapping up our last game Among the Sleep, as I mentioned, and we had a pretty heavy crunch period up until that release, and we all felt quite trapped in the production of that game. So I don't think that's like a coincidence of like the themes and how the character kind of feels a bit trapped in this story. And as far as abstract things, you encounter this little fish early on that speaks to you. You have the option of flushing that fish down the toilet or keep it in your in your pocket and the fish miraculously doesn't die in your pocket i've always kept the fish in my pocket but uh, if you did flush him down would that kind of change your experience through this story or does the fish somehow escape the toilet and, and come with you anyways as i mentioned it's quite linear the narrative like there's no huge branching paths but there is some minor variety based on what you do of course the fish will remember your action <laughs> so the fish I'm just speculating would find his way back the next day and be angry at you yeah okay sure. yeah that's great and yeah and you'll meet the fish throughout the the game in all kinds of different situations so. yeah the music it's really just striking especially when you decide to interact with the music uh, there's a scene early on where you're interacting with a saxophone player and you start by just hearing this beautiful music and you kind of wander into this park and there's a saxophone player. And it's just like a really touching moment as you escape the city to go more into nature. Are there music interacting with your characters? That's something you guys wanted to do early on in the design process of this game and kind of found ways to do that? Uh, yeah, for sure. There's this central in the narrative, there's this push and pull between, of course, the like, cold, systematic city and the more colorful nature, human element we use music to represent that human element throughout the game and we actually worked with a bunch of actual musicians so that saxophone player is an actual like norwegian musician who composed music for the game and you'll meet a couple of other musicians throughout the game as well so yeah music is a big narrative tool we use in the game and as you explore the city it feels like there's different levers you pull it's at times it feels like it's way overpopulated and you cross bridges with endless cars that are probably self-driving because there'd be a lot of accidents if they weren't. <laughs> but then as you're walking around, you encounter some very empty parts of the, the city. When do you decide to pull those levers of endless hordes of people versus having your character isolated and alone? We want the game to have these more action-heavy scenes and more 
isolated scenes to make it more dynamic and interesting you have very different areas you explore and walk through in some scenes we really want you to feel like a claustrophobic little sheep being herded along in this huge crowd and then in another one we want you to feel completely alone and isolated and lonely in general when we do it it's more i guess tied to the progress in the game like you'll see when you're playing through it that it starts off being quite calm and quiet you're all alone in your apartment and then you go out in the suburbs and it's quite lonely there's some people but not that many and then it just escalates and escalates and escalates towards the end of the game it gets pretty crazy so there is this uh, ramp up throughout the game to build intensity as well and then something i noticed is your character does stand out with just the colors he wears was that done just to aid you the player to make sure you know who you are mostly of course we also want you to feel like you don't really belong in there like you're the only character with eyes yeah you stand out a bit visually so all the other hordes of people look exactly the same somewhat so we want you to feel alone and that you don't really fit in as well now is this supposed to resemble a future the uh, just a, a commentary on current times or what's the time period we actually treat it as contemporary like it's very it's set in today's Oslo, basically, in yeah. Norway. So it's a very, in my mind at least, contemporary game. And since we've been working on it for so long, it, it even felt almost a bit outdated by the time we shipped it. When we started working on it, like, like self-driving cars, and uh, we're just in the very, very beginning of like uh, being thought about, and now it's they're actually on the streets. There's been a lot of things happening in a few years. Now, how many hours do you expect it to take players to finish the mosaic, you know, given they don't spend uh, 24 hours <laughs> playing Liplop? <laughs> yeah. So the main story, I guess, is somewhere between two and three hours. So it's a pretty compact and short game that you can kind of finish in one night if you want to. And then any other themes or topics we haven't covered about the mosaic that you'd like to before you wrap it up? Not really. I at least hope players will kind of lean back and don't try to rush it in a way. It's a game that's a bit like unlike a lot of other games. So I hope players kind of take their time and let it sink in a bit and don't rush it. Yeah, it's certainly an enjoyable experience. And as I said, yeah, wear headphones and don't be distracted while playing it. It's it's something that uh, is really moving in, in many ways of just like experiencing this world and kind of thinking back on your life as you play this game. So where can people find more information about your studio and the Mosaic? You mentioned you guys have other games you've produced and created. Yeah, yeah. You could just drop a quick search for Krillbyte Studio online and then you should find most of it. We've only released really two other games previously. It's The Plan was one about like a really short experimental game about a fly pondering its pointless life as well just as mosaic <laughs> and, then, <laughs> uh, and then we have a very dark first person adventure game where you're uh, seen from the perspective of a child so you're a two-year-old child uh, and it's kind of about dark themes of like alcoholism and neglect so it's but seen from the perspective of a child so, uh, and that's the one i mentioned called among the sleep right now we have bunch of new projects being worked on that will i guess share some stuff on in the near future i hope yeah is there something about your team that really calls your team to work on these kind of projects that are in the darker end of things yeah at least until now like i can share that one of our current projects is like the most colorful happiest most charming game we could ever conceive of <laughs> and i think it's like a counter reaction to working on among the sleep and mosaic for the past years yeah we're trying something new 
for now, like for our own mental health, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, Adrian. I really appreciate learning more about the mosaic. It's yeah, been a great experience so far. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, that was my interview with Adrian all about the mosaic. And if you haven't played it yet, I'd really encourage you to download it and give it a shot. It is something that really stuck with me as a really great commentary on this modern world that we're in today. As a reminder, you can send your feedback to me at applearcadepodcast at gmail.com. I'd really appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. And next up on Apple Arcade Plus is Way of the Turtle. So that's what's next on Apple Arcade Plus. Talk to everyone again real soon.